Hey, hey, welcome to the Lifestyle Creation Podcast, designing life on your terms. I'm your host, Jamie Thurber, and I'm an expert operations manager, productivity queen, mindset, business, and lifestyle coach. Basically, getting shit done is my jam. And I believe in the power of intentional living and in real conversations that can shift your perspective, create habits, and ultimately achieve the freedom that you want in every area of your life. What is up, guys? I'm Jamie Thurber, and this is the Lifestyle Creation Podcast. Welcome back. Thank you for being here, for listening, for showing up, and for tuning into something not only that I pour my heart into, but also something that I believe can be so beneficial. Um, It's so beneficial to consistently be intentionally filling our brains with things that make us think or that put us into a different headspace or... Um, expand our horizons or just keep us focused and motivated. It's such a positive thing for us to do with our time. And so the fact that you trust me and that you show up here with me means the world to me. So thank you for being here. Today, what I'd like to talk about is pressure. So I actually wrote a Facebook post about this a few days ago. So I may link that below if you're interested in reading it, but we're probably going to cover a lot of the same things. Well, I'm just going to go into more depth on it. And so the deal is with pressure. I'm actually going to pull it up and read you something from what I said, because I went to an event a couple weeks ago here in St. Louis. And every time I leave an event, I have these very introspective time frames, if it's a good one, <laughs> where I'm doing a lot of reflection and just kind of looking at things. And it always brings beautiful things to light for me personally and within my business. And so this kind of flowed out of me the other morning and it said, there's a time in your life where pressure can serve as a motivator. At least that's what has been the case for me personally. I would create spots where pressure would keep me on track, keep me climbing, keep me producing higher than anyone else I knew. And I used it to leverage myself until at one point it stopped being a force for good And started to be a source of evil in my world. It started to stunt my focus and work against me. I would find myself frozen, overwhelmed, never enough. Nothing was was ever enough. I lost my power in that space of constantly putting pressure on myself. And that's really what I wanted to talk about is how life is very cyclical, right? Um... Things that work for us don't work for us in every season of what we're going through, every season of the year, every season of life, every season of our business. There are certain things that maybe are ideal to utilize at the beginning of of the season, at the beginning of the year, but don't work well for you during the summer, whatever your industry is or whatever your personal lifestyle is or whatever it might be. You know, these are just things that we have to be realistic about. Um, and the more we start to notice our own patterns, which I've done a you know couple of podcasts where we talk about pattern recognition, the more able we are to create, like here's the deal, all of these things that I talk about, you can use them to become more successful, more profitable, more productive, all of these things. But at the end of the day, the idea for me and what I like to teach people is because I want them to be happier. I want them to enjoy their life more. I want them to be able to realize that um, there's more to it than just like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money, make a bunch of money, make a bunch of money. That's not the point. The point is to actually be able to be healthy and happy while 
doing the things that you're doing and able to enjoy your life. So in with that being said, and, and with what I was saying is that, you know, we can, with things being cyclical, as there comes these plans. So when I say that, I remember when somebody first said that to me, I was like, what are they talking about? So real quick, basically what I mean when I say that is, is that things cycle through, cycle in and out of your life, cycle in and out of whether they're helpful now or they probably won't always be helpful or like you have to tweak it. Like I've talked to you about here before with planning. Sometimes we have to tweak it as far as planning goes, right? To recognize that what works for me right now might not work for me in a month. I I might get used to just like what happens with your phone. If you have the same ringtone for your alarm um, every single morning, eventually you stop responding to it, right? So in those moments, you have to adjust the alarm sound periodically. That's what we have to do. So that's a really good example, actually, of things that are cyclical. And so for me, the pressure game was something that I would use as a motivator, as a thing to keep me on track. And what I mean by that is I would do things like if I announced something to the world, then that meant I was absolutely going to do it. If I would tell the girls that work for me, hey, this is the project I want you to work on. You're going to need X, Y, Z thing for me in order to do it. It would then put pressure on me to follow through on that thing. If I would hire a personal trainer at the gym, I would put that pressure on myself to show up there no matter what because I don't like to waste people's time and I don't like to waste my own money. Um, Disrespecting people's time is one of my biggest pet peeves. And so I won't do it. So with that being said, in those moments, those were healthy ways for me to create pressure on myself to keep me on track, keep me growing, constantly building. Like I would make challenges for myself in my groups or with like my coach or the you know coaching group I was in as like um, a student where I would make challenges that I was going to go live every day for a month or I was going to post every day on Snapchat for a year on my stories back when Snapchat was like brand new. And I'm glad I did that. I did do that every day for a year. I posted on Snapchat stories because it got me really, really comfortable with video. Um, And I didn't care nearly as much about what I looked like and what I was doing and all of those things. Um, So in those ways, the pressure was healthy. And I'm sure there's a million other examples. They might pop up in my brain while I continue speaking about this to you. But um, if not, I think that gives you at least a gist of where my head's at with the conversation, right? So the next thing is there are sneaky, sneaky ways that I was realizing that the pressure was no longer good. It was no longer good for me. And so for the last couple of months, I've really been doing my best to release that constant, this is enough, you need to do more, what didn't you do, blah, blah, blah. Because what that would do is for me, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, it would cause anxiety, it would cause self-doubt, it would cause the things that do not attract nor produce the desired outcome that I'm looking for. And so we do this in a form of self-sabotage. We do this without realizing we're doing it sometimes. And where I was doing is I was realizing where that was happening in some things with the business. But what I wasn't doing was realizing where I was still doing it in for myself, to myself. So what I wanted to explain, and actually I was speaking with my therapist about this like a week ago, and she started laughing, and I go, why are you laughing? And she was like, because isn't it so funny 
the way our brain works. The way our brain will stack these habits to keep us in a, a place that it feels safe or, or whatever. I don't remember the exact terminology she used at that point, but it was funny because I was like these sneaky little things that I discovered were putting this just abnormal amount of pressure on myself to where in the past that was a good motivator for me. It kept me focused, kept me growing, and now it was causing me to freeze. And I just had kept telling her about this feeling where I would just like freeze. And then, you know, of course, people who aren't in my head and that don't know me are like, oh, my God, are you like comparing yourself to other people? Is it like paralysis by analysis? Are you being a perfectionist? And it's like, actually, no, I'm not a perfectionist at all. Um, to the to a fault to an extent where people are like, oh my God, did you even read what you wrote? And I'm like, no, did it not make sense? Because I didn't read it. Because that's, I won't overanalyze my shit because if I do, I won't, I wouldn't put anything out there, right? And I, I learned that very early on, thank you to Cal Torzo or at the Katrina Ruth show, if you're looking for her on social. Um, we'll pop that in the comments below. But the thing about it, which is very cool, is that... Um, it's just get it out there. Your mess, your message is not supposed to be perfect. That's the whole point, right? Um, and the perfectionist game. The truth is, is like anybody who's looking for perfection isn't my client anyways, isn't somebody who should be working with me because I'm a human and I speak the way I speak and I do like, that's just, it's not, am I very effective and efficient with my language and my actions? Absolutely. Is there perfectionism involved in it? No. Um, so the outside voices are like, that's what's happening. Maybe that's what's causing you to freeze. And it's like, no, man, it's something more than that. And so I couldn't put my finger on it, but I finally did. And it's this pressure. What's interesting is it's this pressure to be this certain thing. Um, and I realized like there's a current client that I just had recently started working with. When you first bring in a client that you're managing their business or doing a project with them or whatever, the first few months are tedious, to say the least. It's a lot of work, um, getting to know each other, getting to know the system, doing a lot of back work, like discovery. You know, I'm very much like pinking the brain during that time. I like have this board of all these things and there's all these moving parts. And I'm trying to figure it out. And there's it becomes a, becomes a beast, right, in, in my world. And it was funny because I was sitting there thinking, damn, this is really, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And two things happen. One, I read a post online um, that Chris Winfield, I'm usually not so great with names, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was, posted something quoting a thing that Marie Forleo, I love that he's like, my friend Marie Forleo. And I'm like, well, aren't you the freaking coolest guy I know? Like, who's friends with Marie Forleo? I want to be. She's the best. Anyways. He says, my friend Marie Forleo said something that changed my life. And honestly, Chris probably doesn't know this, but he changed mine when I, he shared this. I don't do overwhelm. And I thought, well, fuck, isn't that special? Because I believe that words, sell, are, words carry merit. Words matter. Words are heavy if you want them to be. But they pack a punch. And I believe in my brain, because I have rewired my brain to allow myself to live a life like I live it, um, that I didn't even know was a, a possibility. Um, I do believe that our words can rewire our thought processes. And I do believe that when we decide no more, I'm not doing that anymore, we mean it. That sound you just heard is a drink reminder, so hydrate yourself, my friends. So I believe there's a place where we can say, I'm done or I'm no longer dancing like that, or that's never happening again, or whatever it may be. And we have the power to 
put our foot down, plant our flag in that sand, and, and that's that. As human beings, we have the power to do that. We just don't always do it because of obvious reasons, right? Because it's hard and other things happen and maybe we don't always feel so strongly about something that that's what we need to do. I don't do overwhelm. Hmm. So that hit me a couple weeks before this conference I went to. This conference was all about women in business. It was all about getting shit done. It was all about being effective and efficient and true to yourself and real um, with no fluffy bullshit in between. And uh, there's another one happening in in November, I think, if you want to check it out. Um, Emily Fursella's Women in Business. We'll link it below. You can check it out. I'm not affiliated by any means, but I believe in it. Nothing I've mentioned so far I'm affiliated with. I just believe in them. And I like to share good shit with you. So anyway, so a couple weeks before this conference, I started thinking, I don't do overwhelm. Yep. And so then I got sick. And then I had surgery. (laughs) And then all these things happened that could have potentially been overwhelming. And I was having a ton of anxiety because of what I was feeling in this pressure. And again, this very introspective headspace of what is this? I promise there's a point. Stick with me. I think it's important to take you down the path with me so you can possibly point out parallels with yourself. You can find these things. You can use this later. All of that. So I start thinking about and demanding to myself, I don't do overwhelm. And so then I'm sitting in this conference. So in that moment beforehand, I set very clear boundaries with a couple of projects and was like, hey, hi, I'm doing more because that's where we are in our project. But that doesn't mean that you get immediate constant access to me. That was not in our agreement. That is not okay with me. I must protect my own energetic field. You know, I went and got my energy cleared. I got... I've been working on protecting my own energetic field, not worrying about responding to anyone else's because I was feeling so like off and all this anxiety and all these things. And dude, it came from pressure. It came from all of this pressure. And so I started to slowly unload things. And what I realized was the reason I told you about this current project that I have is I realized that at the moment, some of that overwhelm felt like it was that project. It was too much for a minute, for a moment. And then I thought, well, dude, if it's not that, it's something else, always. It's always something else. It's a promise I made to this person. It's a promise I made to that person. It's a promise I made to myself. It's that my team doesn't have, you know, audios to do podcasts. It's because it's that I haven't sent a a newsletter. It's because I haven't, the list goes on and on, right? There's always a thing that's making me feel like I'm not enough. I'm behind. I haven't done enough. I'm overwhelmed. Now the new rule is I don't do overwhelm. So where is this pressure coming from, Right me. And so I started paying attention to sneaky, sneaky little ways that the pressure was showing up. And I wanted to share a few of them with you. So one was that I was constantly looking for like, uh, and this is all very unconscious. Like I was not making that this was not an intentional, this was very automatic. I wasn't, you guys know, I hate doing when I do things without consciously making choices. So it makes me really mad when I'm like, damn it, it had a hold on me. Shh. Because the brain is a funny thing and it's very powerful. And so I realized that if it wasn't one thing, it was the other, that I was allowing to become this like big pressure instead of trusting myself. Because one thing, I guarantee there's one thing you can say that you know about yourself to be true. One thing I know about myself to be true is that I always do what I say I'm going to do, which is where that pressure thing would come into practice and it would catch me up, right? Because I would promise all this shit that I shouldn't be promising. (laughs) But more importantly... What I realized was 
I was causing this anxiety to be bigger and heavier and I was letting myself wake up in the morning and focus on tasks. What didn't you do? What do you need to do? Oh my God, you're behind. What if this person thinks you didn't do this thing? But what I know to be true is that I always do what I say I'm going to do. People, I don't let people down in my business specifically. That doesn't happen, right? They get what they ask for. I over-deliver these timelines in my brain or no one else's timelines besides mine. And so what did I do with that? I, I don't do overwhelm, right? So I took it off the table and I told myself, every morning I'm working on my, my energy and myself because my health is so important and it does get pushed to the wayside. It's the constant battle that I, that I fight um, because I want to ignore the fact that I don't feel well and then I ignore it and I feel worse. It's a great time. <laughs> Just kidding. We're working on it. That's not what we're doing anymore. So what I do in the morning now in my mind would immediately want to grab my phone and do the things. And what's funny is I got really good about never grabbing my phone for years now. I don't grab my phone in the morning and start looking at work stuff or social media even because it's blocked. I have an app that blocks it. Um, but I would start doing it in my head. And so I started to realize, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. Jamie, it's not what we're doing. So when my brain would go there, I'd say, you'll get it done. Not now. And then I'd go, how are you feeling, body? Look at you. It's going to be a great day. And I'd start thinking my intentions for the day versus writing them because I was still, you know, 20 minutes away from getting to a place where I could sit down and write my intentions out in my journal, which is a practice I've done for years. But by the time I would get to the practice of the journal, my head, I'd already be so freaking anxious and overwhelmed. So what do I do? I shifted it because cyclically that was no longer working with me. It had run its cycle. I had run its course and it was time for me to do something else. And so the pressure of I didn't do, I didn't do, I didn't do. You better remember, you better remember came from me not trusting me because here's the deal. I have lists. I have a team. I have a project management system. I have a planner that I actually have two planners, to be honest with you. I have one that's for the day-to-day, and that's from the Paper and Plan Co. I have one that's for the month and the week, and that is my passion planner that I've been using passion planner for seven years, and I've been using this Paper and Plan one for a couple of years now since she came out with the company in 2020, I think. So I had 21, and then this year. Um, So I have all of these tools. So why in the hell am I putting pressure on myself as though I don't have tools to track my shit? It's a game. This is a game. Why are you doing this to yourself, right? And it was that simple. That's the creepy part. Sometimes we think it's got to be this big mountainous thing that we have to overcome. And now granted, this isn't easy and I'm going to keep explaining why, but what a sneaky little bitch that this has been, right? To show up here and say, pressure, 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 overwhelm, anxiety. Uh, you're not enough. You're not enough. When I can just trust myself. Now granted, I believe there's a space and I have been through the space of discipline. I've been through the space of creating discipline in myself, trusting, believing, setting up the systems, doing all that work, right? Now, if that's not something that you feel confident in and you need to talk about it, that is my forte. Let's have a conversation. But for the sake of this conversation, let me explain that you probably already have a lot of things in place. You just need to slow down, look at them, make them more simple and trust it. Let it work. A lot of times we have systems, we just don't actually let them work, (laughs) which then we never are confident in them, blah, blah, blah. The cycle continues, right? And so I just trust myself. I'm like, okay, all of this is coming from not trusting me. 
So then I start identifying these pressures. I go to this conference. I'm sitting there listening to them talk about things that I already say in a lot of cases, aside from I'm not saying I knew everything they said because there was a lot of great and new information, but hearing something you already know or you already do or you used to do, most importantly, come out of someone else's mouth is always powerful. And so that's what happened. And I sat there and started thinking. And then introspectively, since then, I've been having all of these thoughts and realizations. Biggest pressure, aside from that morning, like, beating I would give myself, basically. You know how often I set myself up by not responding to text messages? Now, anyone who's listening to this that knows me personally, that has my phone number, knows that I am not the best texter backer. I am no longer claiming that. I am recovering. That is not what we're doing anymore. So what would happen was I'd see the message. I am a firm believer in not instantly responding to much because I think our world is so sick (laughs) with the thought that we get an immediate response from people. That's like not how the world works. It should not work that way. Um, my life, I couldn't do the things that I do if I I was immediately replying to people. So like, I don't even get notifications for text messages, but I would open the text, the text box to respond to someone or to send someone a message because I thought of something I needed to tell them. And I wanted to send it before I forgot. And there would be a message from someone else. And I would open it knowing good and damn well that I was not in a place to respond to shit. I was in the middle of other things. So I would open the message and then the message gets lost in the world. It gets lost in the world of messages. I don't like that about myself. Just like I didn't used to like being late. I didn't like the feeling it made me feel when I would be late, but I knew it was me. I was doing it. So I've actively worked on not being late because I don't like the way that feels and I have control over that. So why would I keep doing that to myself? You see what I'm saying? We're like gluttons for punishment. We cause, we like keep teeing it up kick us in the balls, basically, like that's kind of what we do to ourselves a lot. So in any case that I can control that and change it, I'm going to. And so this was one. I personally don't enjoy the pressure and the thought of feeling like the kind of person who doesn't answer you. Now, granted, I do also, this is a tricky double-edged sword because I also believe that I don't owe you anything. Um, Obviously, people who are paying me money, I give them, I do owe them a bit more of a response. I do actually owe them a response. Um, if they've hired me, but even then I don't respond immediately. It's not, that's not the type of business I run. So they know if it's an emergency, how to let me know it's an emergency and I'll stop what I'm doing if if I need to for them. Right. But so the text messages, I realized this and I thought, oh, you sneaky, sneaky, sneaky little thing that I'm doing. Cause here's the deal. I have a cousin, Christine, who I adore. She has two kids and a job and she works a lot, right? I work a lot. We used to work opposite schedules. So it was difficult for us to communicate because she also is a big texter, right? I used to be, and then I realized it keeps me from getting stuff done. If you hear that snoring, it is my very small dog who snores like a grown man, and I'm sorry. I mean, it's outrageous how much she snores. She is 19 pounds and snores like louder than her father, who's 250-pound man. Anyway, so Christine is a texter. I used to be a texter. I had to stop being a texter because it would take away, there's two reasons I stopped being a texter. I didn't get anything accomplished during the day. And secondly, I have carpal tunnel. (laughs) True story, if I'm on my phone too much, my hands hurt so bad that I can't like grab things. So I've had to limit my text messaging. I ordered, I literally like bought a Bluetooth um, 
keyboard that attaches to my phone so I can use it to text people back. I just recently found this really cool thing called the phone link for you Android users. You can download it onto your Windows on your computer and use it like the Apple people use for messaging and it's pretty cool. But anyway, I digress. So Christine and I, like again, she's like a sister to me, right? And what sucks is we used to work separate schedules, now we don't. And I still just have not been responsive to her. What she probably doesn't know is I think about the fact now, granted, there was a point where she used to get pissed at me about it and feel, take it personally and think that I was being a jerk. And I finally got it to a point where she doesn't, I don't think that she thinks that anymore. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Um, but I think about the fact that she texted me and I lost the text and I don't know where it is and I don't even remember what it said. I think about that in the back of my head all of the time. Pressure. I think about the fact that this other person messaged me and I didn't answer. Pressure. I feel like a jerk because I haven't responded to something in a month. And I know it's not a month. I think about it all the time. But then I would freeze. Back to the very beginning of this conversation. I would be frozen by the pressure and by the, like trying to also uphold my own boundaries, trying to also keep my shit done and get my clients happy, make sure I'm physically well. And it would feel so fucking overwhelming that I just, I would freeze and it wouldn't happen. So, I don't do overwhelm. I refuse to place myself in situations where I am causing the overwhelm. So guess what? I'm making an effort to respond to social media messages and emails every morning at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., depending on what day, what time I'm at my desk, and then to respond to text messages at 4 p.m., and I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is, so far it's working pretty well. What I'm trying to do is leave them unread until I'm, like, unless it's my mom or Tony, because we live in the same house and me and Tony actually don't ever even text each other. We joke about that a lot. Like, I don't understand couples who text all day long. I used to be that way, though, I will say with other, in other relationships for other reasons. In this relationship, I feel no desire or need to text Tony all day. And so sometimes I don't even know where he is on my phone. Like, <laughs> I have to scroll for a really long time to find him, um, to send him a text. But anyway, so if he texts me, I usually always open it because um, it's there's a reason. So that tip alone, that little thing that I've noticed, allows me to stop this pressure that was sneaking up on me, this pressure that I actually have control over, to stop it in a healthy way. And here's why this is so important. Because I want to be the kind of person because I do care, like I truly care about humans in general. Like if you're in my life, I care about you because if you are, if you're, if I don't care about you, you're not in my life. If you're not healthy for me, you're not in my life. End of story, that's, that's the way I live these days. I had too much of the other and I don't, I don't pander to that. But I changed this and the reason that I think the important part and like the whole thing, bringing it all full circle and bringing it all home here is for me, I'm a firm, I really enjoy, when I start to think about something, I want to understand why. Um, I want to know the depth. I want to know the reason. Like, that's why I have, like, various books from every person you could possibly think about on my wall. Every, like, politician, from politicians to other entrepreneurs to marketers to philanthropists. Hello, philanthropists. Jeez Louise, my words aren't working. You know, any book you can think about. We have a book about freaking the salt industry, for God's sakes. Because when I want to think about something or when I want to know more, I want to know more, right? That's who I am. 
And so in this space, who I want to be and who I see myself as on the inside is extremely important. And that's where I believe that we create real fulfillment is when we realize that that has nothing to do with anyone else. We may put like, it may look like what you could flip that as is, oh, there's five people who expect something from me in my inbox. And then I can say that they're pressuring me. And maybe some people are, right? Those, I don't have those kinds of people in my life anymore. So I don't play that freaking game. That pressure is really me. I have control over that. So I can shift it. I can learn more about why it's there. I can learn more about creating and being and truly existing as the human that I want to be. You know, to put this on a very like superficial surface level space, I have hair extensions. I used to have big, long, it was very red. So it was like my mermaid hair. It's still mermaid. It's just not as red. Um, I got my hair this way because this is what I saw in my head. The version of me in my brain looked like this. This is what her hair looked like. Now my hair is like not that long and it's not that thick. I mean, it's longer, but it's not that thick by any means. There's no way that it's ever going to look like this on its own. And so I did what I had to do to create that for myself because I wanted to look and feel and be the way that I looked and felt in my head. And so this is just a different version of that, but way more fulfilling one, right? Um, and honestly, my hair extensions make my life really, really, really easy. So that's part of it for me. Who do you want to be? I think that's what everything kind of comes down to. Who do you want to be? So who do you want to be? Real talk. For me, I want to be the kind of person that you can count on. And if that's responding to a message, even if it's 48 hours later, that's responding to a message. You know, not too long ago, a family member had one of their family members pass away. And there's a lot of things in my family, on the one side of my family, that I don't like how things have changed, I should say. I don't feel good about it. I don't like, but it's out of my control. I don't like how things have changed. I don't like the way some of the people don't love each other the way they used to or show up for each other the way they used to. It makes me really sad, right? And so when this family member's family member passed away, the funeral, like I wanted to go to the wake. My mom and I always do this kind of stuff together and she wasn't available. So I was like, all right, I'll just... Mom, I don't think I'm going to go to the funeral. Like, it's a busy day for me. I just, I don't think I'm going to. That morning, which would have been fine. My family member wouldn't have thought anything of it. That morning I woke up and I thought, no, I'm going. This is the kind of person I want to be. I want to be the kind of person who goes and sits in that pew or sits in that place just to support and love you, just so that you know that you're loved. And that's important to me. And so in the same space with this pressure, what's funny is when I recognize that I was doing this to myself and then I realized the reason why. Because the reason why is very pure and beautiful. It's not like a mean, I have a mean asshole voice in my head that she, she, is, she is something else, right? That's not, this isn't her. The pressure of this isn't her. So when I can shift it into something that feels good and that feels fulfilling and matters to me, that's beautiful. And the other part is, does that mean I'm going to be perfect at this new no pressure, no overwhelm? No, absolutely not. None of us are perfect at anything ever. Not especially not all of the time. So does that mean that I'm never going to be overwhelmed again? No. But does it mean that I'm able to be like, wait, I don't do overwhelm. 
This is not what we're doing and shift it faster. Absolutely. Does that mean when I start to notice that feeling now that I've identified that feeling of that pressure inside of me that I can control, I can feel it coming and I can identify it. What what can I change? How can I shift out of this quicker? And that's the beauty. That's what I love about this work. That's what I love about sharing this with you. I hope you guys are enjoying some more of the depth that I'm sharing in these past few episodes because, I mean, you know, my goal is or my hope is that it comes across and you, you listen to the full, the full episode and you fully get the whole story because that's the point. And for me, like that's this the point of life. And that's the point of what I do in life is to continuously deepen my roots, my growth, my understanding. Like I believe in order to grow big and tall and shine bright and big, you have to have a really solid foundation. You have to keep growing this way too. Your roots have to deepen as much as your growth has to expand upward. You can't expand without deepening. I personally believe that. That's a big part of what's happening in my world and in my business and that you're going to continue and hear me talk about and see more um, of come out of me. So that is my message for today. I hope that you took away something helpful from that. Um, as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If this is something that you enjoyed, I do ask that you share this with someone. Um, if you share it on social media, please be sure to share. If you do share it, please um, tag us in the message. Uh, I love seeing those, and it just really helps us get this message out there. As you know, this podcast is uh, is funded and produced by me and my team. There is no um, you know, sponsors or anything like that. So the best compliment that you can give us is reviewing this on iTunes and sharing it with people, um, and talking about it. That's the most powerful thing you can do for us. And I'd love to connect with you more. If you have questions about this or comments, you can uh, put that on social media. Um, you can send me a message on either Facebook or Instagram. We put the note or put the links below here, but then also, um, you can sign up for our newsletter. You and we'll put the link below here for that as well and just stay in touch. And so again, this is me pouring my heart to you and, and that's part of why I think I'm here on the planet. So thank you for listening. It means the world to me. Go out into the world, do good things, be a good human. And until next time, guys, see you later.